0: At the Canaan Church, our mission is bringing people to Christ and helping every person to become a mature disciple in Christ. Canaan Christian Church, where people dare to dream. Let's pray as we prepare to receive the Word of God. Lord, we declare, can't nobody do me like Jesus. He's in a class by himself. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done. Thank you, God, for what you are doing. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. When we think about all you've done for us, our souls cry out hallelujah. Bless us now, God, with your word. And I'm thanking you right now that this word's going to bless, it's going to heal, it's going to strengthen, it's going to save It's going to deliver because Isaiah says your word does not go out and returns void, but it accomplishes the purpose for which it was sent forth. Now, God, you get the glory because you're God by yourself. Let fresh anointing remain upon our lives. And then, God, I ask as always that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise. Amen. Again, I greet everyone this morning with the joy of the Lord. And we thank you for being present with us in worship today. And we thank God for his amazing grace. To all of the people, again, who are sharing with us today through our virtual and online worship experience, again, I greet you with the joy of the Lord. Thank you for being a part of this worship experience on this Sunday morning. I certainly thank God, as always, for all the gifts in the body of Christ, and I thank God for our minister music, Joe Level, for the wonderful job that he is doing. And not only in terms of the preparation of the choir, but uh, every Timothy needs a Paul, and every Elijah needs an Elijah. And so Joe is grooming, he's pouring into, he's sowing into the life of Darren Johnson, who is his assistant. And, and Joe had to be out of town this week uh, for a, a situation, a conference related to his job. And so uh, Darren carried things right on, and he led the presentation of the music this morning. Stand up, Darren. We want to just thank God for you. <laughs> thank God for you. Amen. I have been teaching from the book of Colossians for a good minute, and today will be the 16th teaching from the book of Colossians. I'm thinking about having these lessons transcribed and put into a book uh, book form, and I've been teaching under the general theme, Jesus is all I need, uh, but I want to do this, the, the the last teaching for this wonderful book of the Bible. For this season, you cannot exhaust God's word. So somewhere maybe in the future down the road, whenever God says so, we might even come back and look at it again. But this is the 16th teaching in four chapters in the book of Colossians. I want you to turn with me today, Colossians chapter four, and let's read verses 12 and 13. Colossians chapter four, verse 12 and 13. And the Word of God reads like this. Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you always, laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has a great zeal for you and those who are in Laodicea and those in Heropolis amen. And uh, I want to put a particular tag on this text today. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. And I want to talk to you today from the idea, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your prayers. Just look at somebody and tell them, thank you for your prayers. One of the greatest Blessings that we enjoy as the people of God is the privilege and power of prayer. For prayer brings us into communion with God. It is through our prayers that we're able to come to God and bring Him our concerns and the challenges of our lives and then watch God. Order our steps and then give us the power to continue to persevere in life. Aren't you glad for the gift of prayer? And if you are a serious prayer warrior, certainly you could testify with the psalmist when he said, This poor man cried and the Lord heard his prayer. Throughout the Bible, there is much emphasis placed on the importance of prayer, and it is manifested in the lives of biblical personalities. I think now about David, the major penman of the Psalter. You remember that David was a man of prayer. David had this illicit relationship with Bathsheba, had an idolatrous relationship with Bathsheba, and then had her own her husband, Uriah, killed. That's first-degree murder. And yet, in the New Testament, the Bible says that the last commentary that God places on David is that he was a man after to God's own heart and I think the reason why God said this about David had to do with David's prayer life because even when he failed God and when he let God down it is in Psalm 51 that we read in that penitential Psalm the prayer of David. David says to God against thee and thee only have I sinned and then David says to God create within me a clean heart and renew a right Spirit within my soul. I think of the prophet Elijah. Elijah is the one who showed up at the courts of King Ahab without an invitation and said to him that for three years there will not be rain or dew in the land according to my word. And then there was this showdown on Mount Carmel where Elijah said to Israel that Ahab and his wicked wife Jezebel are trying to lead you in worshiping the false gods of Baal and Ashtoreth, but let's let's just have a showdown at Carmel and let the God who answers by fire be the true and the living God. How long halt you between two opinions? And it was there on Mount Carmel that after the 450 false prophets of Baal were calling upon him and he did not answer, then Elijah prays and God answers by letting fire fall from heaven down and consumed the bullocks from the altar. I think now about Daniel. You know that Daniel was known as a man of prayer. He was among the young men who was taken captive from Jerusalem into the land of the Chaldeans. And there in Babylonian captivity, Daniel continued to serve God in prayer. Daniel prayed morning, noon, and night. But because of his haters, the king put out a decree that no one could pray to their God for some 30 to 60 days. But Daniel wasn't going to let nothing or anybody stop him from praying. And because of his commitment to prayer, you know what happened to him. He was put in a lion's den. Prayer caused him to get put in a lion's den. But when the king came to check the lion's den out the next day thinking that Daniel's body would be torn to shreds by these lions. The king yelled out to Daniel, said, Daniel, how are you doing? Was your God able to keep you from the lions? Uh, Daniel was laid back laying on one of the lions, and Daniel said, oh, yes, king, I'm doing fine, because my God sent an angel, and he touched the lions, and the lions laid down and became like a pillar for me. Yes, king, be sure of this one thing that the God I serve is an able God prayer put him in the den and prayer got him out of the den look at somebody who say it sounds like my story And then certainly you recall the teaching that Jesus gives us about prayer that is found in Luke's Gospel chapter 11. You remember that the disciples came to Jesus and said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Why, pastor, did they ask Jesus this question? Because they watched his miracles and they came to the conclusion that there is some connection, some relationship between his prayer life and his power and when they ask Jesus Lord teach us to pray Jesus says well when you pray pray like this we call it the Lord's prayer today but really it would be better described as the model prayer Jesus says when you pray you say our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread forgive us of our trespass as we forgive those who trespassed against us and then lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil you see Jesus says when you pray you got to know that you got an intimate relationship with God so you can call him daddy and then when you pray Jesus says the first thing that ought to be on your heart when you pray is the kingdom of God before you ask for bread before you ask for forgiveness and before you ask for, for, for deliverance deliverance, the first thing you do is you pray about the kingdom. And then if you keep reading in Luke chapter 11, within that pericope where Jesus teaches us valuable lessons about prayer, you will hear Jesus talk about asking, seeking, and knocking. So Jesus says, I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and he who The Bible says you have not because you asked not. Look at somebody tell me, you got to start asking. Yeah, you got to ask Because if you ask, you'll receive If you seek, you'll find And if you knock, the door is going to be open And then I'm going to give you a place To holler early in this teaching today Did you hear what Jesus said At the conclusion of that statement? He says that God's going to give you The Holy Spirit Because you need something more Than a dollar bill You need something more than a house You need something more than a car You need something more than clothes You need something something more than social connections what do I need more than that pastor what you really need is God because if you got God you got everything that you'll ever need because he is the source of your supply and he is the center of your joy and then not only are we taught in the Bible about our personal prayers where we ask God to do things for ourselves but also in Holy Scripture we are taught that it is important for us to pray for others and so when you read in Ephesians chapter 6 and Paul reminds us that every child of God is engaged in spiritual warfare so in chapter 6 of Ephesians verse 10 Paul says brethren you got to put on the whole armor of God you got to stand and keep on standing because we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers and wickedness in high places that means that there are legions of unclean spirits that the devil would want to use to come against your life so we're told to put on the whole armor but what i want to bring to your attention is after you read in that passage of scripture about putting on the whole armor pay particular attention to ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 and paul says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the Saints you know Nicole I'm grateful that people pray for me because when it comes to spiritual warfare it's not just about being dressed right when you go out of the house but you ought to thank God that somebody is praying for you somebody's got you on their mind took the time and prayed for you and one of the greatest things that we can do for one another as believers in Christ is to cover one another in prayer. Barbara I'm glad that I've got some intercessors in my life. I've got some prayer warriors in my life. You ought to praise God for the people who call your name in prayer. And in this wonderful text today that serves as the basis for our teaching, the Apostle Paul is reminding us and speaking to us about the blessing of somebody else praying for you. One of the most significant words in the Bible as it relates to our relationship with God and one another is the word fellowship. It comes from the Greek word called koinea. You remember in Acts 2.42 that we are told, that after Peter preached one message and 3,000 people came to Christ. The Bible says they continue steadfast in the apostles doctrine breaking the bread and fellowship and prayer. That word fellowship is deeper than having some cookies and tea. That word fellowship is talking about our oneness with God and our oneness with one another. Think about it. All of us in here have different last names. And yet we call each other brothers and sisters in Christ. Why do we do so? It has to do with our relationship with God and our relationship with one another. It is the oneness that we have as brothers and sisters in Christ. It is a blessing to be in in fellowship with God and it is a blessing to be in fellowship with one another. Because of our oneness in Christ, because of our fellowship, we have the same view of the reality of the world in which we live because we understand as believers we live in a world that is not a friend of grace. We have the same perspective about human personality and the effects of sin because We all recognize that all have sinned And come short of the glory of God We all have the same love for Christ For his church and for his word And then we all have the same hope For victory in Christ And for the advancement of the kingdom of God And in this text that serves as the basis of our teaching Paul is closing out this letter That he has written to the Christians at Colossae. It is a prison epistle. Paul is in prison but he's writing a letter to the Colossians and as he's wrapping up this letter Paul talks about fellow workers, fellow laborers with him in the work of the kingdom of God. He mentions six names of six different people that Paul says were co-laborers with him for the advancement of God's kingdom. But there is one person that Paul speaks of and there's something very unique about this person and his name is Epaphras. Epaphras was from Colossae. Epaphras went all the way to Rome to talk to Paul because he was concerned about the Gnostic heresy and how these false teachers might hinder the believers in Colossae from experiencing the fullness of Christ. Uh, Paul he, he presents Epaphras or he represents Epaphras as a man given to the discipline of prayer listen to what Paul says about Epaphras he says always laboring fervently for you in prayers in other words Paul says Epaphras was a man who wrestled with God in prayer for you it is to say that Epaphras agonized in prayer on your behalf Paul watched Epaphras pray for the Colossians and Paul says it was like unto the prayer of Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane you remember how Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane the Bible said he prayed until sweat like great drops of blood fell from his brow and so as as we look at Epaphras, why is it then that Epaphras prayed? Give me about, let me see, give me about six minutes and I think I'm going to wrap the lesson up. First of all, Epaphras prayed because he cared that's why he prayed he prayed because he cared he was living a selfless life life paul says he prayed that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of god and you and i we ought to have a kind of prayer life where all of our prayers ought not be about us Every time you talk to God, it ought not be about what you want and what you need. Your prayers ought to sometimes be focused on somebody other than yourself. We ought to be the kind of Christian people where we care about what God cares about. And what does God care about? God cares about people. I'm suggesting to us today that because of a caring spirit, we ought to be praying for young African-American males who are are killing one another we ought to be concerned when we can look that this. I think it was just this past year we had more homicides in the month of June than there were days in the month of June and these were not young African American males who the Louisville Police Department killed no we were killing one another we ought to be praying out of a spirit of care we ought to be praying for young people who are destroying their lives with drug activity and other kind of debilitating issues that's going to shortchange their lives. We ought because of a spirit of care we ought to be praying for our young ladies who are confusing silhouettes with substance because of a caring spirit we ought to be praying for our city so that justice and righteousness might prevail and people would not continue to disrespect people and treat them like pawns on a checkerboard square. Because of a caring spirit we ought to be praying for our community where people are marginalized and where they're having to grapple with poverty because they have been locked out and left out and jesus says we ought to care about the least of these we ought to be praying for ukraine this morning and praying that god change the mindset of russia we ought to be praying for people whose lives have been devastated by covid19 i know you and i are still here i know you and i are still breathing Listen. Hmm. Bulletin, and it ain't because the mask it's because of the grace of God and so when you think about people who did lose loved ones over 900,000 people lost their lives because of COVID we ought to still, because we care asking God to give peace and comfort and joy to those who have had to deal with hardship and sorrow out of a caring spirit we ought to be praying for economic empowerment we ought to be praying for a lifting in the African American community I don't know about you I ain't got no song that says I'm glad I'm broke no I believe that God wants me to be able to have the resources to experience what it means to be truly a human being but if I believe that for myself I ought to believe it for somebody else And I ought to be praying for God to give me vision where we can see some serious transformation in the world in which we live I'm telling you that if you take the focus off yourself You will pray for somebody else Epaphras prayed because he cared But then secondly Epaphras prayed because He understood what God's desire was He understood that God's Desire is that all would be Saved and that none would Be lost and so when we pray Beloved we've got to learn How to pray according to the Word of God I'm trying to Say to somebody don't pray no Pitiful prayer pray pray A powerful prayer And if you're going to pray a powerful prayer Pray according to the word of God Why pastor? Because God's will is inextricably tied up in his word Are you listening to me? I said God's will is inextricably tied up in his word I've got one son, he's in worship today I'm his father Now if he asks me for something that I already want to give him Then he ain't got to have no problem Question if he's going to give it than not let me give it to you again I'm gonna be nice if he's asking me for something that I already want to give him he ain't gotta press me for getting it giving it to him because I already want to give it to him and so I've learned that when I'm going to pray I've got to pray according to the will of God and God's will is in his word you didn't quite get it let me give it to you another way Uh, when I first became a Christian I started praying but now having been a child of God for many years my prayer life has changed so there's some things I used to ask for that I ain't asking for no more I I, I used to say to God move these mountains in my life but I found out according to his word that that ain't his will so I ain't asking him to move the mountain I'm just asking for strength to climb the mountain because I know I gotta pray according to the will of God and when word and spirit come together there's going to be life I said when word and spirit come together there's going to be what there's going to be some life we know what we need to pray for so we understand that it is in the book of Psalms, psalm 1 that the psalmist said blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners nor sits in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the lord and in his law he meditates day and night he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that brings forth this fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper mr Greenberg I know what to ask God for I'm asking God to bless folk according to his word so they can prosper oh we know what to pray for listen again in the word of God Jesus says to us in the Sermon on the Mount he says you are the salt of the earth but if the salt loses its flavor how shall it be seasoned it is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men you are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden nor do they set a light and a a lamp under it and put a a basket but on a lampstand, and he gives light to all who are in the house let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your father in heaven you see Jesus says that you what you pray for is pray for your spiritual influence pray for your salt pray for your light you ain't just anybody you a child of God and since you are a child of God you ought to live like a child of God you ought to act like a child of God you ought to think like a child of God you ain't ordinary you somebody when you walk in a room things start changing somebody don't even know your name but they say somebody just walked up in here because there's some light and there's some seasoning that just came in this place oh we know what to pray for i'm about to preach myself happy we know what we need to pray for listen to what paul says in ephesians chapter one he says when i thought about your relationship with god he said i started praying for the christians at ephesus and he says this is what i prayed for that the eyes of your understanding being in light somebody say god open my eyes that you may know what is the hope of your calling that God's got a calling on your life the Bible says the plans of a man are many but it is God's plans that prevail you want to quit going in circles and start going where you're supposed to go start letting God order your steps. (laughs) He says and then that you'll know what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That really makes me want to have a Marvin Gaye spirit about right now because that's telling me it is not just the inheritance that I have from God but I'm part of God's inheritance and that's why the devil can't have no victory in my life. You see the Bible says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper it didn't say that the weapon wouldn't be formed it's just that it ain't gonna prosper and the reason why it ain't gonna prosper is because you are God's inheritance and God ain't about to lose what belongs to him y'all are missing y'all's place to shout let me say it again that you are God's inheritance and because you belong to God God ain't about to lose what he done made an investment in let me give it to you like this you got too much blood on you for the devil that have the victory because when the devil looks at you he says oh this is a child of God. They belong to Jesus and since they belong to him I can come after them but I cannot do them any harm. Okay it's still going over your head. I park right over here every day. We got some good neighbors live right over there. They got two big German shepherds. Every time I get out of my car woo, 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 woo. I looked the another day I said why do you keep barking at me Act like you ain't never seen me You know who I am Why don't you Why do you keep on barking woo, 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 woo. But I don't get nervous Because there's a fence there And they can't get over that fence God's got a hedge around you And just because the enemy is barking You ought not start trembling You ought to look at them and say You know who I am you see me all the time by now you should have figured it out devil you cannot you can touch me but you can't take me Lord have mercy one more time one more time one more time, one more time. We know what to pray and what to ask God for. Uh, listen, listen, listen to what, listen to what John says in the third epistle. He says, "Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers." I ain't making this up. I'm reading it from the scriptures. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers yeah I don't have any problem with prosperity I don't have anything with favor as long as it's not taken out of context hallelujah look at somebody say I'm through with being poor I'm through with being pitiful and I'm through with being pathetic I'm asking God for prosperity and I'm thanking him for favor. You see, you got to know what to pray for so that you can pray a victorious prayer in Jesus. But then finally, Epaphras prayed because he knew about the power of prayer. Oh, I'm telling you, beloved, there's power in prayer. I'm telling you, there's power in prayer. I ain't got but about 2 more minutes, but I'm trying to tell somebody that there's power in prayer. I don't mean just any kind of power. I'm talking about wonder working power. I wish I had about 50 folk here this morning Who really knew that there's power in prayer If you're touching and agreeing with me That you know there's power in prayer Because I just see a witness in here Pastor I know there's power in prayer There's so much power in prayer So much power in prayer That a sister by the name of Hannah prayed Because she was barren She couldn't have any children And and there was another sister That was making fun of Hannah Anna because she couldn't have any children but because of her prayer life Hannah got to praying one day and she got so caught up in her prayer that the priest thought she was drunk but she wasn't drunk she was just praying and it went into a place of spiritual ecstasy and there was so much power in prayer that not only did God bless her to have a baby boy but he blessed her to give birth to a prophet by the name of Samuel. There is so much power in prayer That the Bible says that after Israel crossed over Into the land of Canaan That Joshua went before God in prayer And he prayed until the sun stood still There is so much power in prayer That not Elijah but Elijah He was down in a city called Dothan And he was surrounded by the Syrian army there was no one in the room but Elijah and his servant and Elijah looked out the window he looked at them and he saw they were circled by the enemy but he kept on looking and he saw chariots of fire and Elijah said to his servant don't worry about it because those that be for us are more than those that be against us the servant looked at Elijah and said I think that my master is sick now because there ain't nobody in this room but he and I that's two and we is surrounded by the syrian army but there's so much power in prayer that the bible says that elijah went to god in prayer and said, god open up my servant's eyes so he can see what i see the servant looked a second time he then saw again the syrian army surrounding him and the prophet but this time he saw more than the enemy he saw a legion of angels that was surrounding him prayer will let you see in your spirit what you can't see with the natural eye oh there's so much power in prayer that there was a woman by the name of Dorcas who had died and she was a wonderful woman of God but they heard Peter was in the vicinity and the saints knew that Peter knew how to pray and when Peter came to Joppa they told him that Dorcas had died but Peter says take me where you laid her. and she was laying on a table Peter went up there and prayed for Dorcas until the woman that was dead came back to life and then everybody in Joppa started believing in Jesus Do you still believe that you could pray and somebody who died could come back to life I double dog dare you ever go to Africa because if you go to Africa you see some things you never thought you could see before because the brothers and sisters in Africa they have such a trust in God and they're so connected to the land that they don't put no limitations on God. They believe God can do anything but fail. I was preaching in Soweto one time and I said God bless you. I thought they were going to tear the building down and I asked the man who was my interpreter I said why did they get so excited when I said God bless you? He said because they believe that God can bless you Hallelujah. Oh, beloved, there's so much power in prayer. So much power in prayer that Paul and Silas were put in prison. And while they were in prison, they didn't have their own self pity party, but they decided to have a worship service. They started singing praises and praying unto God. And so then they prayed and they sang. And there was so much power in prayer that the Bible says at midnight uh, God sent an earthquake and then broke open the jail and Paul and Silas walked out. I wish I had somebody that knew today that you got the kind of power in prayer that can set the captives free. Oh beloved there's so much power in prayer listen to how Jesus said it before he went to Calvary he said most assuredly I say to you he who believes in me the works that I do he will do also and greater works than these he will do because I go to my father and whatever you ask and whatever you ask and whatever you ask in my name that i will do that the father may be glorified in the son if you ask anything in my name i will do it what did jesus just say he said that if you ask anything in his name he will do it now jesus the the gospel of john the one who wrote the gospel of john is the same one who wrote the epistles of john so listen to what john said in his epistle and I believe John said this in his epistle because he was there that day when Jesus said whatever you ask in my name I will do it so John says in his epistle chapter 5 verse 14 now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us and if we know that he hears us whatever we ask we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Canaan I'm through now but I'm trying to tell you that one of the reasons you ought to pray is because there's power in your prayer. You ought to pray because you care about others. You ought to pray because you know what to pray for. Because you're praying for God's will to be worked out in your life. And then you ought to pray for others because you know there's power in prayer. And every Child of God ought to have a kind of faith that says that I have confidence in God, that whatever I ask in His name, I got a reason to believe that God's going to hear my faintest cry and He will work it out. The Bible says in Hebrews, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For He that cometh to God. God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Have I got anybody here that's ever called on the name of God? have I got any witnesses here that can say he heard my prayer the bible says let the redeemed of the lord say so am I talking to anybody here that's acquainted with hardship and heartache anybody here know what trials and tribulations are anybody here know what sorrow and suffering and struggle involves but you can declare that I'm in this sanctuary this morning not because I'm so strong but I'm here because I got a God on my side who has never failed me the Bible says we're conquerors and more than conquerors in Christ Jesus I know you can't take the person's hand but you ought to at least look at them right now and tell them child of God you're looking at a miracle right now because I really ought not be here but I'm here because of the power of prayer I'm here because God has kept on taking care of me and God kept on opening a door and God kept on making a way when it looked like it wasn't going to be a way I'm here because God has been my strength and God's been my refuge and God's been my helper and God's been my deliverer I'm here because I've got history with God and when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me when I think about the goodness of Jesus and how he set me free my soul starts crying hallelujah look at somebody say he's all in my house because every now and then I put the tape on rewind I think about where I used to be and I think about where I am right now because where I am right now is not where I started but I've come this far by faith leaning and depending on the Lord and what's got me so excited is I know the same God who's been taking care of me he's got my back right now and I'm shouting not only on what he has done and I'm shouting not only on what he's doing right now but I've got an anticipatory shout of what God's about to do in my life. Somebody ought to say thank you God for what I'm about to receive. Thank you God for the open doors. Thank you God for my healing. Thank you God for my deliverance. But most of all, God I want to thank you not for what you're about to do for me but what you're about to do for the people. For whom I'm praying for. Now child of God, I want you to help me close this teaching. I want you to help me to close the teaching. Don't take the hand of the person. But I want you to turn to the person beside you. And I want you to pray for the person beside you. What am I going to pray, pastor? You repeat after me. Just turn to somebody, right? You don't even have to know them. But I want you to pray for them. And I want you to just pray this prayer. Are you ready? Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the power of prayer. Father God, I'm not coming now for myself, but I'm praying for the person who I'm touching and agreeing with right now Father God I speak your power I speak your presence I speak your favor I speak your grace over this person's life in the name of Jesus whatever they need God supply it according to your riches in glory in Christ Jesus and God because I got history with you I know that this prayer is being answered right now cuz your word says that before I call you you've already answered and while I'm speaking you're yet hearing so Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Thank you for what you're doing for this child of God in Jesus name Amen but come on and give God some praise come on come on come on come on come on if you believe he answers prayer if you know that your prayer was heard why don't you stand on your feet if you believe, that your prayer was answered, then why don't you give God a wave, offering? Oh if you believe that God can make a wave, you're standing on your feet, you're waving your hands, but why don't you open up your mouth now and give him the fruit of your lips? Why don't you give him a crazy praise? Give him a radical praise. Give him an undignified praise. Somebody just prayed for you in Jesus name and that name's above every name and can't nobody do me like Jesus. He's in a class by himself. He's everything I need. He heard my prayer in the past. He's hearing my prayer now. He'll hear my prayer tomorrow. Come on don't get tired. Give him a crazy praise. Come on, shout glory, shout hallelujah, shout thank you, Jesus. God be praised. Now, now, while you're standing, everybody's standing, deacons, take your place among the congregation, sons and daughters, join me here at the altar while you're standing you heard you heard the word you heard the word you have you have been blessed with praise through song listen you've been blessed with praise through song you've been blessed with the word of god and somebody just prayed for you every man every woman here today if you're without christ If you're without a church home why don't you come on and seal the deal why don't you let God do what God wants to do in your life what does he want to do pastor he wants to bless you beyond measure right now beyond measure so if you've never professed hope in Christ then why don't you come right now and ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior because he wants to be that in your life right now you're not waiting on God God's waiting on you The people represent the church no matter where we are, so stay connected and reach others as we grow in Christ.